This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzay Torah, and this is Ezra Beck. We continue in our Monday series in Chodesh Elul in Hilchot Shofar, Hilchot Yamim Hanoraim. Last week we spoke about the nature, the definition of the mitzvah of Shofar, and uh, today we're going to speak about uh, details, about uh, what, what exactly part of the question, what exactly does one do? What did the Torah want us to do when we blow, when we blow the shofar? Anyone who's been to shul knows that uh, we blow the shofar a lot. There's a lot of shofar blowing that takes place in Rosh Hashanah. Specifically, what's known as mea kolot, a hundred kolot, which are divided up as 30 right after Kriyat Torah, 30 in Shemon Esrei, and another 30 plus 10 after after Musaf, after Shemon Esrei. <clears throat> Where do these numbers come from? Summarizing quickly, the Gemara explains in the fourth back of Rosh Hashanah that the, the Chovah, the actual obligation, is... Nine kolot. It says tkiah. It says truah. The Gemara says that every truah has to have a tkiah before it and a tkiah after it. And it says it three times. It turns out that you have to have tkiah shvarim tkiah. Three times, three lines. That's nine kolot. Nine kolot we call ten kolot because something which we're not going to talk about today. But since there is what we call shvarim, another form of the middle sound is what we call Tru'ah. And another form of the middle sound is we call Shvarim Tru'ah. So Shvarim and Tru'ah, it sounds like two kolots. Therefore, if you do all three, which is what we do, Tkiyah, Shvarim, Tru'ah, Tkiyah, Tkiyah, Shvarim, Tkiyah, Tkiyah, Tru'ah, Tkiyah. So there are are ten kolots, ten different sounds, ten different uh, melodies that are played, and that's what we call 10 kolot, and be, ultimately there can be 10 lines like that, and you get it to 100 sounds, 100 kolot. Okay, so there, again, going back to what the Gemara says, you have to hear 9, 9 kolot to be Yotze. Since, since we have three different versions of the middle kol, what's called technically a teruah, there's teruah that's a teruah, teruah that's a shvarim, and teruah that's a shvarim teruah, and since you should hear 9 Kolot. But we don't know which is the correct Torah. So you have to blow three different times those nine kolot, which are actually uh, ten kolot, or the different versions how to do that, what, what most of us do with the Minat Pashut Ashkenaz, is you have a set of three times three shvarim, three times three Torah, and three times three shvarim Torah. That's how you get to 30 kolot. Right, the way we do it, it's 9 plus 9 plus 12. Hope everybody's following the mathematics here. If not, open up a machzor and count, you'll see what I'm talking about. Alright, so now we manage, we manage to, to, to multiply 9 into 30. There's still more to go. How do we then get more kolot? So the Gemara makes the following statement. On Rosh Hashanah, Deftar Zayin, Amud Aleph. Amar Rabbi Yitzchak, Lama Tokid Berosh Hashanah? 
why do we blow Shofar Rosh Hashanah? The Gemara says, that's a question. Lama Tokin, Rachmana Amar, Tiku, we blow Shofar because the Torah said so. So you didn't understand my question, he says. And the Lama Miri'in, the two different words, Tokin is the verb for Tki'ah, and Miri'in is the verb for Tru'ah. So he says, why do you do the Tru'ah? He says, that's also Pasuk, Rachmana Amar, Zichron Tru'ah. On the contrary, the Pasuk of mentions Tua specifically, rather than Tukiyah. Ella, okay, now we get the real version of what he meant to ask, and this is important for us. Ella, lama tokin umri'in kishahen yoshvin, betokin umri'in kishahen omdin. He says, how come you blow twice? Once when you are seated, and once when you are standing. According to almost all we shown him, what's called here, Tukiyot demiyushav, are the Tukiyot which we do after Kriyat Torah, before Musaf. Everyone stands. They're called Tkiyot Miyushav because apparently you could have sat. There's no particular reason to be standing, although the minig is everywhere. People stand for Tkiyot Shofar. And then we blow again in Shmon which is called Tkiyot Mu'umad, because Shmon is done by Amida, standing. So he asked Rabbi Yitzhak, why do we blow twice, 30 and another 30? And he gives the answer, Kedai Le'arbev HaSatan. An answer which isn't immediately clear to to us as to what it means exactly. I'm not going to discuss it today. Rashi says, to confuse the Satan, the uh, prosecuting angel, whose job is to present the Jews in as bad a light as can honestly be done. Rashi says, Shalom Yastin we confuse the Satan that he should not yastin, that he shouldn't do the Satan kind of work. The fact that you love mitzvot so much that you do them more and more and more and more, you're actually, we're overdoing it, right? We're, we're supposed to blow only 30 kolot, we blow 60. So that demonstration of the love and passion and commitment that Jews have to mitzvot confuses him and shuts his mouth. I don't understand exactly how this takes place, but that's what the Gemara says. So now we've gotten to 60 kolot. Based on this Gemara, you have to blow 9 equals 30 kolot, and then you blow another 9 equals 30 kolot, and they did it afterwards. They did it bimuma, they did it in the middle of Shemana. But as it turns out, that it would appear to be an impossible understanding of the Gemara. Just a few lines before that, the Gemara had made the following statement in a long uh, series of questions as to why certain things are done the whole year, of which the one we read, why do you blow twice, was was meant to be a concluding statement. The, uh, the Gemara said as follows. It began like this. Amar Rabbi Yehuda Mishum Rabbi Akiva Bipnei ma amrat Torah heviyu omer bepesach He's asking a question about, about a Pasuk. Why did Torah say that the Omer, a sacrifice based on the first uh, wheat, the first, uh, actually, barley, the first barley of the year, why was it brought on Pesach? What's the connection to Pesach? So he answers, Kedai she'titbarech mipnei she'pesach zman tfu'ahu Amar Gashbaruch Hu Abiyah Lefai Omer Bepesach Kedai Shidbarech Atchem Tfuah. 
And the answer has to do, it's an interest us now, we're not learning about Pesach. But the answer, the formal answer is that God said do it now because since now is the time when the, the wheat is, is becoming mature, is becoming ripe. Uh, bring me now a korban and this will be a bachafiyah. Okay, then it has more questions of this sort and then it gets to Rosh Hashanah. Um, why did the Torah say to have Nisuch HaMayim? There's a special one time of the year kind of korban of libations of water on the Mizbech. Nisuch HaMayim was done on Sukkot. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu Nisuchu Lepanai Mayim Bachag Kedai Shidbachu Lachem Gishmei HaShana Bring water to me so that you should have a Bacha of rain because the rain begins in Eretz Yisrael in the beginning of the winter after, after Sukkot. Then the Gemara adds, "Ve'imru lefanai berosh hashana malchuyot zichonot b'shofarot." Remember all the statements till now. I read just I read just two, Yisuch Hamayim and Omer. They were all the Oraita. That's why the answer is that God said, meaning God spoke in the Torah. So here the Gemara adds another thing, and God said, "On Rosh Hashana, say malchuyot zichonot and shofarot." There's three additional bechot that are said in Musaf Shmonesrei. Malchiyot kadeshatam lichuni alechem. Say Malchiyot so that you should make me your king. Kavanate me. Zichonot kadeshiyale zichon chem lifanai bitova. And say Zichonot so that your, uh, your presence, your memory, my knowledge of you should arise before me for good. Uva me And how will your Zichonot? And perhaps also Malchuyot. How does one carinate God? How do we bring our presence before Him? Bishofar. Now this Medrashic kind of statement seems to imply that two things. One, Malchuyot, Zichonot, and Shofarot are the Oraita because it's Amara Kadosh Baruch Hu. God said, say these three things on Rosh Hashanah. You wouldn't explain a takanah derabanan by saying why did Chazal say to do A and B because God said if God said it then you have to do it because God said it because Chazal said it it implies that the brachot vachiyot zechonot neshofot are the oraita are mina Torah and two it implies that you have to blow shofar with them in other words the second belong the shofar the tekiyot the mu'umad are not merely the obey but satan but are an integral part of Rosh Hashanah, and in fact, a minatoma diorite part of Rosh Hashanah. Because of this, almost all we shown him learn the opening statement that I quoted backwards. Although, in terms of time, Tkiyot Demiyushav come first, and Tkiyot Demiyat come second. First we blow, not in Shmanasri, and then we blow in Shmanasri. But in light of the statement that appeared in the Gemara only a few lines beforehand, which seemed to imply that Tkiyot of Shmonesre, the Tkiyot that go with the Bechot of Malchiyot, Zichonot, and Shofot, are the main Tkiyot, it turns out that Rabbi Yitzhak's question was really backwards. Since you're going to... Why do you blow not only Mu'mad, but also Mu'yushav? Now the order is backwards. You blow Mu'yushav first. But he was asking, since you're going to blow Mu'mad, which is the real Tkiyot, why do we blow just Stam? Just 30 Kolot... Not connected to Tefillah, and the answer is Lo Bebet HaSatan, to mix up Satan. The Balamon, in fact, Balamon, a very individual 
an unusual uh, opinion. The Rabbi Zachariah Levi Balamo holds that Tkiot de Miyushav are not what we call Tkiot de Miyushav. They're not the Tkiot before Shmonesai. Since Medina de Gemara, there was no Tkiot then. They blew in Shmonesai, then they blew 30 kalot after Shmonesai. And those were called Tkiot de Miyushav. And he also changes the meaning of the words. The Tkiot in Shmonesai are called Tkiot de Miyushav. Why? Because he claims that you're allowed to sit in Chazarat Hashatz. Tkiot de Miyushav or Tkiot of Shmonesai. But which Shmonesai? Shmonesai of the Chazarat Hashatz. And then, aside from the Shatz who stands, everybody else sits. Obviously, we all know that that's not Pashat. Some people stand, some people sit. It's But I'll assume you could sit. And that's called Tkiot de Miyushav. Tkiot de Miyushav are the Tkiot after Shmonesai. Why are they called Tkiot of standing? Because people have stood up to leave. They're standing because they're leaving. And that's when you blow. So he changed the meaning of the words Miyushav and Miyumad in order to uh, go with the new order. The Miyushav has to be before the Miyumad, according to Abit statement. But what he's done is he's moved the Tkiyot, the Miyushav, from before Shmonesai to after Shmonesai. Uh, but but I'm going to always show him, you know, that, that they always show him say that our meaning is the meaning we most refer him to. And uh, in fact, the order of the statement in Abit does not reflect the order. Uh, reflects the order that we blow, but not the order of importance. The additional tkiot are the tkiot to miyushab, which in fact are blown earlier. Because that solves the technical problem. Uh, but the question that now arises is, is it true and why? And what's the connection between tkiot and, and brachot? This statement seems to imply the brachot are the oraita and the tkiot are the oraita. This contradicts an a, a explicit statement of the uh, Gemara, the very end of the Masechta. The uh, brings the statement of Rava. has a lot of parts, and I'll refer to one or two others later on, so I'm skipping now to the middle. One of the things that Rava said was as follows, Mitzvah bitokein yoter min hamevachin is a greater mitzvah of Tkiyat Shofar than saying Vrachot. What does that mean? Ketzad. He, he asks, Ketzad, what do I mean? You have situation where Jews are spread into many, many villages. Uh, today, Jews are heavily urbanized, and almost all Jews live in major urban centers. But even recently, in Eastern Europe, in, in the time of Bavel, time of the Gemara in Bavel, Jews were spread out all over the country. And you have small villages, and it turns out you have two villages here. One, they blow the shofar, but do not say brachot, but do not see them either. And in order to be able to daven, you need to know davening by heart. And therefore, not everybody could do it. So it turned out there was this village where no one could daven. And therefore, they were not going to daven. But they had someone who could blow shofar. And the other one, they could daven, but then everybody could blow shofar. And you have to choose which village to go to. That's the question. Which is more important? Well, you can only do one. You can either say Shman with the Bachot of Machiot, Zichonot and Shofot, or you can hit Kiyat Shofar. Which should you do? So, Rav said. So you should go to hit Kiyat Shofar even though you won't be able to daven and say but you don't go to the village where you'll be able to say but you will miss, you will lose Kiyat Shofar. Says the Gemara, that's Pashut, that's obviously true. 
it's in, what could you possibly imagine? And what's the reason why it's so clearly, obviously, true? Hadi oraita had rabanan. Tchiat shofar is minat Torah, as it says, Yom teruah yiyelachem. And the bechot of Shmon Esrei are the rabanan. Because the most shonim, all tefillah is the rabanan. Even according to the Rambam, that all tefillah are the rabanan, but specific bechot are shori the rabanan. And therefore, the Gemara says, as a davar pashut, pshita, simple, obvious, that malchiyot zechonot v'shofarot are only the rabbanan. We just stated, on the basis of admittedly a kind of midrashic sounding statement on that zayin, that God said you should say malchiyot zechonot v'shofarot, and what's more, He said you should blow the shofar when you do it. So now the question is, which is the main kiyat shofar? Why do we blow Shofar in Shmon Esrei, other than Labayvat HaSadan? And what is the status of that Tkiyah and the Bechot which accompany it? As a matter of fact, Rashi on the Torah, Rashi on the Pasuk of, uh, of uh, Zichon Trua Yelachem, in Sefer Vayikra, Perek Yudchet, Pasuk Chavbet, Rashi says that on the word Shabbaton, Zikron Trua Yelachem. Rashi interprets that that means what is Zikron Teruah? The word Zikron, uh, it's translated as memory, but um, in Hebrew, Laskir also means to say, to utter, an utterance. Uh, so Zikron Trua, Rashi interprets to mean statements about Truah. He says, Hainu Malchiot Zikronot Vishofarot. Many people in the back of their minds have a a, um, a memory that Yom Trua means to blow the shofar and Zichron Trua means not to blow the shofar but only to talk about it because it's Shabbat because you don't blow shofar on Shabbat. That's a Yushalmi. But the Bavli is explicitly against that. The Bavli says explicitly that you do blow shofar on Shabbat. It's only Midr Rabbanan that we stop blowing shofar on Shabbat. But Midr there's no such thing as Zichron Trua to talk about shofar and not blow it. And therefore Rashi gives another explanation. There's a mitzvah to blow shofar, there's a mitzvah to talk, meaning to say the bachot of machiot zichonot b'shofarot. This also is against the Gemara. I just quoted the Gemara says, Hadiyorait, Hadarabanan. The bachot only the rabbanan, and therefore you uh, prefer, you choose to hear shofar and lose bachot rather than the other way around. The rabban in Emo, in, uh, in Sevavayikra, uh, brings this question and says, Rashi's wrong. There is no mitzvah diorita to say machiot zichonot b'shofarot. Um, the Gemara states in a different place, a third Gemara which is relevant. And it begins with the Mishnah and Aflamibeta Mudalaf. Mishnah says as follows Say the Brachot. Tells you how to daven on Rosh Hashanah. Uh, our minute was to do what it says here in this Mishnah for Musaf only. Uh, Omer Avot. First Bachav Shmanesay, Givurot, Bachayim Etim, second Bachav Shmanesay, Kedushat Hashem, Kela Kadosh, Hamelach Kadosh, Anosh Shana, Vekolel Malchuyot Imahen, Veinot Tokea, Kedushat Hayom Vitokea, Zichronot Vitokea, Shofarot Vitokea, Vomer Voda, that's it say, Vahodaa, Lodim, Ubekat Kohanim, which is Sim Shalom, 
דברי רבי יוחנן בן נורי, אמר לו רבי עקיבא, אם אינו תוקל מוכיות, למה הוא מזכיר? There's a מחלוקת between רבי עקיבא and רבי יוחנן בן נורי, as to whether or not, when do you say מוכיות? רבי יוחנן בן נורי says you say מוכיות in ברכת השם, in the ברכה which normally begins at הקדוש, and ראש השנה begins ובכן תן פחתך, או ובכן יתברך, to נוסח ספן נוסח אשכנז. And Rabbi Akiva says you say Malchiyot in together with the Bacha of Tushat Hayom, the Bacha which ends Mekadesh Yisrael v'yom Azikaron. According to Rabbi Yochan Ben-Nuri, they would say Malchiyot in Tushat Hashem and not Blo Shofar. When they said a Bacha of Tushat Hayom, Mekadesh Yisrael v'yom Azikaron, then they would Blo Shofar. Then Zichonot Shofar and Shofarot Shofar. Rabbi Akiva said to him, אם אינו תוקה למלכיות, למה הוא מזכיר? If you don't blow shofar together with מלכיות, but only together with תושת היום, which according to you is separate, then why did you say מלכיות? A very strange question. That's what Rabbi Akiva asked him, and therefore Rabbi Akiva insisted that uh, you say מלכיות together with תושת היום, so that the belong of the shofar should be together with the מלכיות. The Gemara quotes this question, on the Thamibet Amud Aleph, and doesn't understand the question. The Gemara asks, Why is he saying Malchiot? Even though he's not blowing Shofar right away. The Torah said he should say Malchiot. And then the Gemara changes the nature of the question. Again, the Gemara seems to have, the, 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 it's the language of the Gemara, not so much the statement. The Torah says, God said, to say Malchiot. The Gemara we quoted from the Flamed Dalet Amud Bet said that Pachot only the Rabbanan. Why does the Gemara in these two places, and here again, the best answer I know to this question is to say that what the Gemara here is talking about is not the saying of Malchiot Zechonot B'Shofarot, but the actual point that Rabbi Kiva is making and the Gemara Zayin is making. Saying Malchiot Zechonot B'Shofarot and blowing Shofar together with them. In other words, this mission that I just quoted states explicitly that you're supposed to blow shofar together with brachot. There's a question, how do you do it? Where do you put this brachot? Where do you do it? that brachot? But the seder brachot is omer v'tokeya, omer v'tokeya, omer v'tokeya. According to Rabbi Akiva and according to Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri. And in the Gemara, there's, there's, there's a third opinion, uh, but Rabbi also had to combine tkiot and, and, uh, and brachot. This is called tkiot I'll say the brachot. Let me read to you the language of the Rambam. The Rambam, you know, always defines halachot very, very logically. So the Rambam has Parak Aleph, he talks about the mitzvah of Shofar. Parak Bed, Parak Gimli says, Kama tkiyot chayav adam nishma barosh hashana, teisha. As I explained before. Yeah, how many tkiyot do you have to hear? Nine. And then he explains that nine got multiplied into thirty. And then he writes in Parak Gimli, Halachaz Ayin. Hatzibur, 
חייבים לשמור התקיעות על סדר הברכות. אז תסביר, אתה צריך לשמור נין תקיעות. On the day, sometime in Shoshana you have to hear nine tekiyot. Then he says, Hatzibur, the community, not the Yechid, but the community, Chayavin Nishmoa tekiyot al-Seder ha-Brachot, they are Chayav. They are obligated to hear tekiyot al-Seder ha-Brachot. And then he quotes our Mishnah, Ketzad, Omer Shliach Tzibur Avot, Ugvorot, Ukushat Hashem, Umachiyot, Vetokei HaShlosha, Zichonot, Vetokei HaShlosha, Shofrot, Vetokei HaShlosha. I'm not interested in exactly the numbers that the Ramam throws here. We, we don't blow three, we blow nine each time. But the idea, and therefore, comes our Mishnah. So there's a special chova on Rosh Hashanah of Tkiyot Aseid Brachot. Now the Ramam says that that's a chovat tzibur. It seems quite clear from the Ramam that if you're not a tzibur, then you, you have no obligation to blow Aseid Brachot. That's a big chirash. But Ram does say that a tzibur must, is obligated to hear brachot, to hear tkiot, al seider brachot. The answer that I'm referring to to explain the contradiction in the Gemara says that not that the brachot are the right. Davening is the Rabbanan, and therefore the brachot are also the Rabbanan. But there's a chova midioraita called tkiot al seider brachot. In other words, where's the Pasuk that says you have to hear Malchus Zechon HaBashofot? It doesn't exist. The Pasuk says you have to hear Shofar. But if we take Rashi as our, as our basis, then the fact that Shofar was called not Shofar, not Yom Truah, but Yom Zichron Truah, says that the Shofar should be Bezikaron. How can the Shofar also have utterances? Zikaron has to have content, has to have words. How can the Shofar have words? So you combine the blowing of the Shofar with an explanation of what the Shofar means. Malchiyot, as the Gemara Dr. Zayin said, Hamlichuni, how does one uh, enthrone God, how does one uh, coronate God? Bishofar. Zichronot, Ye'alez Zichronotai Lefamim, how does one uh, plead, how does one place our case before God? Bishofar. So the Bechot, Malchiyot, Zichonot, and apparently also Shofarot, are the content of the mute sound that is the Shofar itself. If you do it that way, then perhaps, uh, what I'm suggesting is we accept the apparent statement of the Gemara on Daftat Zayin, and on Daftat Lamed Bet, that it's the Oraita. Machmana Amar Itka. And that in fact is what Rabbi Akiva said. Rabbi Akiva said, if you don't blow Shofar, then why are you saying Malchiyot? Now, he didn't mean if you don't belong Shofar, you have to say Malchiyot Torah. That's only really the Rabbana. He's saying, the Torah wants you to say them two together. Why have you, Rabbi Yochum and Nuri, separated them? Rachmana Amar Itka. You have to say it. And, and together with the belong of the Shofar. The Gemara of Lamedalid spoke about a case where there were two villages where you can't do both. Either you daven and don't blow Shofar, or you blow Shofar and you don't daven. So then, Shofar is still the Oraita. As the Ramam said, it's a Chovat Yachid. Everyone has to hear nine Tkiyot without any connection to, uh, to davening. But the Brachot that are being said without a Shofar, because there is none in that particular village, that really is only the Rabbanan. And therefore, it's clear that you should go to the village of Shofar, not to the village of davening, of, of, of Brachot. Now, if this is true, 
you will ask the following Lamnisha question. There's a mitzvah to have brachot, uh, sorry, tkiot, I'll say the brachot. The Lamnisha question now, anyone who's been trained in, in Biska Lamnisha will automatically ask this question. Is the brachot, the one mitzvah, it's a, it's a combined mitzvah of tkiot, I'll say the brachot. Do the brachot enhance tkiot or do the tkiot enhance brachot? In, in, in Viskish language, is it a kiyam in brachot to have brachot with tkiot or is it a kiyam in tkiot to have tkiot with brachot? The Vamam I quoted, the language I think makes it quite clear. Hatsibur, it was what's, it's in Hilchot Shofar. He hasn't mentioned brachot yet. And it's a paragraph that begins, Kamat Kiyot How many Dikyot do you have to hear? You have to hear nine. You have to hear nine. You have to hear nine times three equals twenty-seven equals thirty. So the, the language implies that if you're a private individual, you can hear Tkiyot any way you want. But if you're at Sibur, you should hear those Tkiyot. The same 30 kolot we've just been discussing, the same 9 kolot that we've just been discussing, you should hear them, I'll say the brachot. In other words, the brachot enhance the tkiot. What's the pshat? So it's almost what I said before. The brachot explain the tkiot. And here the Torah said, you can't just blow. If you just blow, if you're at tzibu, you just blow. So there are many mitzvot in Torah where, where the meaning of the mitzvah, you have to figure out yourself. And you should figure it out, but it's not part of the mitzvah itself. But here the Torah said, there's a text that has to go along with, with Tkiyat Shofar. You have to understand what the Shofar is all about. And therefore, the way to do this Mitzvah B'Tzibur is to do it, but not just do it any place you want. Place the Tkiyot in context. In other words, the Bechot or the context of the, of the Tkiyot. I'm not going to read it now, one other reason because I'm running out of time, but if you take a look in the Ramban, the Chamot Hashem, commentary of the Ramban to the Rif, at the end of the Mesechta, where he's explaining uh, how exactly, why we do what we do in Amin Hagim, when we blow what, where do we blow, which kolot in different places. The Ramban seems to speak, at least his language speaks of the fact that when you blow 30 kolot right after Kriyat Torah, you will say they shofar. You blow later on because the brachot need shofar. And that in fact is the language of the Gemara that Tazayin I Hamlichuni alechem. Shofar helps the coronation. You should make me your king. How do you do that? By blowing Shofar. You should present your memories, your case before me. How do you do that? Shofar. So the language of the Gemara design is, and that seems to be what the Ramban endorses, that the second blowing of the Shofar is a special kind of tefillah, it's an addition to tefillah. It's like tefillin. It's like tefillah with musical accompaniment. Okay, so here it's tefillah with shofar accompaniment. The language of the Ramam seems to imply that no, b'tzibur, you shouldn't blow shofar mutely. You should blow shofar with, with footnotes, with a context. Now there is a difference, I think, between these two approaches in the meaning of the particular blowing of shofar that's done in Shmuel According to the Ramban, and according to what the Gemara seems to sound like, and after Zayin, the meaning of the Belong of Shofar is Tefillah. It's like, it's like a musical accompaniment to words. 
And this, uh, the Rav spoke about this in length of different contexts. Uh, shofar is a sound. Let's say, the Ramban says it's just like when you blow shofar in times of war or on fast days. Shofar is a kind of zaka. Zaka is a kind of tefillah. There's tefillah that's very um, measured, very intellectual. And then there's a tefillah where you just pour your heart out. You just scream. Zo'akim umiri'in. On a fast day, in a time of tzara, or in times of war, so there's a mitzvah to blow shofar because you, you, um, you, you cry out and you cry out wordlessly. So then the shofar, at least the second shofar, the shofar that takes place in Shmon Esrei, which is coming to accompany Hamlacha, it's coming to accompany uh, Zichronot, it, it, it's, the nature of that tkiyah is a kind of tefillah. You should view that that Tkiyat Shofar is a kind of prayer. According to the Rambam, it's not necessarily true. It could be true, but it's not necessarily true. It could be Tkiyat's other aspects. Whatever explanation you give for Tkiyat. The prayer accompanies the Tkiyat's explanation. We should understand what we're doing, and therefore, it's not that it's accompanied by Tfilah. It's accompanied by the Psukim of Malchut. It's accompanied by the Psukim of Zichonot, so that we should understand what's going on. But the Tkiyat itself is not a Tkiyat prayer, it's a Tkiyat Say some other explanation. There are a number of possibilities here. Uh, many explanations for what Tkiyot consists of. Uh, so, uh, Tkiyot has a certain meaning. It's an act of combination, perhaps, but not an act of prayer. It, it, it's not an enhancement. It's not an extra, an accessory to prayer. On the contrary, prayer is an accessory to, um, to Tfilah. I'll mention just very, very quickly, we're really running out of time now, is in the Gemara about whether Shofar should be bent or straight. We, of course, have bent Shofarot. Uh, but there are two kinds of shofarot that the Gemara knows about. And the Gemara talks about shofar of Rosh Hashanah and the shofar of Yovel. Uh, the Rav once explained that uh, the Gemara says, well, Rosh Hashanah is it better to have kamad the kayef inish? The shofar represents the man who is bent and broken, and that's better. Or it should be straight. Rashi explains that the straight means the way one lifts up one's hands to pray. When you, there's this model in Tanakh of a person stretching out his hands to God. And the shofar also stretches out to God. So the second explanation seems to imply that shofar is a kind of prayer. It looks like a man praying. And so that this question of whether or not shofar is prayer, or mostly prayer, or also prayer, or not necessarily, or it's just an expression of a broken heart, it might be connected to this question as to how, what, the shofar, what the shofar looks like. According to this explanation, uh, so it turns out that Shofar al Seder Brachot, according to the Ramah B'Tzibur, and according to other Bishonim, maybe, maybe even B'Yachid, Shofar al Seder Brachot is the main Shofar. We happen to do it second. But it's the main Shofar. The Gemara asks, since that's true, why was there also Shofar de Miyushav, which happens to be earlier? And the reason is, Nalbevet HaSatan. But the real Tkiyat Shofar is al Seder Brachot, and therefore, those of us who will be in shul, who can make it to shul, healthy people. So uh, one should pay special attention or realize that that is the real kiyum of shofar. Is the shofar al seder brachot, and the shofar before that is somehow connected, is attached. It's an additional tkiat shofar. Usually we have additions afterwards. Here you have an addition before. And that's it for today. Um, we'll be back next week. Erev Rosh Hashanah with another shir on Ilchot Rosh Hashanah Ilchot Kiyat Shofar. 
This is Menezer Vick, and you've been listening to KMTT. Ki Mitzion, Tetzay Torah, Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim.